When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Signing with it. It's easy to produce them. And I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. All right, so we got the one and only Izzy the producer jumping off the porch with us today. Welcome, yes, sir. Bro. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I've been jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove, man. It's, man. It's, this year's in the making, so. Yeah, at least a decade, right? Man, y'all been supporting me for so long, dog. Yeah. I feel like I feel like y'all support part of my team. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. real. Man. Nah, so it's an honor to have you sitting up here with us today, too. Man, man likewise. I'm thankful just to be a part of y'all journey, as well as I know y'all glad to be a part of mine, man. We making history. Nah, definitely, man. For sure. Yeah, so let, let, let's talk about some of this history, though, man. So let's first, let, let's take it back to Virginia, man. So you from Newport News, is that right? Yep. Newport okay. News, same Allen Iverson, Mike Vick, some of the greats that then came out of that city. Yeah. So. so you know, I also understand Virginia is a hard place to make it out of though as well too. Yeah, man, it's just like, it's just like any other small town. It's not a bunch of uh, movement that's going on as far as the industry. You know, it's not a, like a lot of places to reach and grab and and being be able to catapult yourself over into you know the industry that you would like to be in. Yeah. What would you say were some of your keys to make it out of Virginia then? Get out of Virginia. <laughs> it was that easy? It was to see the world, you know, like I, a lot of people never seen much of the world as far as just getting out to 7-5 or just getting out of Virginia, period. Like you got to yeah. just travel and expand your mind. So once I traveled and started expanding my mind, I felt like it was a little more for me hmm. just outside in the world. So I did everything I could to get out. Yeah. yeah. What's it like today when you go back and visit then? Bittersweet because it's like it's home, but then it's like I've grown so much and you see the things in the city grow and you see like different people growing. Everything's changed. So like you go home and just recognize just the change and it feels different because it's, it's not what I'm used to. Yeah. But, you know, it's for the better. Like everything's for the better. OK, so. Yeah. So how do we get our start? Were you rapping at first or did you really just start off just making beats? Nope. Man, I started out like sports led me here. I was playing, I was playing basketball and I was hooping, but I was having a hard time because I didn't understand the politics of basketball in high school and stuff. So um, I was hooping over my homeboy crib downtown uh, by my pop's crib and right around the corner from my pop's crib. And you know, we shooting outside, we just hooping. And uh, he like, yeah, man, we finna go in the studio. And I'm like, the studio? Like, you got a studio? So. We went in his crib, long story short, man, he introduced me to FL Studio and I took it upon myself to go home and download it. Oh. And I started just training myself and teaching myself every day. Cause I'm like, damn, this is interesting. It's another way to express myself just through my art. And like, I started to love it and grow to like, really want to do it and invest in it. So from that point, it just led into me becoming a producer. Okay. So I it never, like music was never <laughs> in, my, in my, like, my view at first. So it was always sports and art. Like I did art before I did sports and did sports at the same time. So okay. then like music kind of just fell in my lap. 
Now, so we, would you say you were like self-taught or did you have someone to kind of show you how to mm -hmm. use? Uh, all self-taught, all self-taught. Like I had to really get it out the mud. I had to mm -hmm. figure out how to be a producer. I didn't know nothing. Like I just knew that Pharrell was my idol and <laughs> you know, like, and I'm looking up to Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre and these other big people, Shawty Red and other, you know, other people that's, I didn't know what to do. I, I just tried to use my ear and just like trust that I was, gonna follow the process i'm like if i'm gonna commit to this i'm just gonna follow through with it yeah so like i never had somebody come and teach me to play the piano or teach me the guitar or nothing like that i had to really self-teach myself okay mm -hmm. now were you like what did your early beats sound like were you like trying to mimic like pharrell and shorty red or? i definitely was trying to mimic i was i was trying to just get the sound there i was training my ear hmm. and I, I i felt like every time i got close i would play it in the car and i'd be like oh this ain't <laughs> this ain't it. But then I was getting reactions from people around because my beats were actually, the, the more I was working, my beats was getting better and better than, you know, the sound around the way wasn't, it wasn't that. I had a direct connection to Atlanta by listening to the music and having people here, knowing people here. So my sound just started to elevate. So I felt like it was weak, but people around me was like, damn, this some next level shit. And I'm like, man, I'm just trying to. I'm copying niggas' beat patterns and, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm copying Pharrell's drum patterns, just trying to catch the feel and understand what I'm doing versus just doing it. Yeah. Like, oh, this is how to do it. Like, I just was trying to catch the feeling of it. How long would you say it took you to feel comfortable to, you know, kind of step out and, you know, start experimenting with your own sound then? Years, man. It's still like that today because I'm not, like, I'm not trained to be a producer like some musicians are. Like some musicians know exactly how to just structure things. Me, I'm always just playing with textures. I'm playing with, I treat music like, like really like art, like how I treated art. It's all textures, it's all colors, it's all like what form am I trying to create? So when I'm trying to create a, a new sound or a different sound, I'm thinking like that and it get hard because you just never know what to catch and what's gonna do what. So who were some of the first artists to rap on your beats then? Was it, it was local or elsewhere? It was some local artists from around the way. I was trying to work and produce for and like build up their thing, like their, their catalog and just their sound. And it didn't work out. Some people had their foot, you know, one foot in and one foot out. Hmm. Me, I just completely committed, you know, to be a producer and an artist and a writer and everything that I could be. So I... It, some people was local, but then I started reaching out. Like I, I had a big YouTube presence. I had a big social media presence at the time because I was active. I was so active on social media. I yeah. started meeting people in Atlanta. I started meeting people from Memphis. I started meeting all of these people and I just started working with them. And I was putting my beats on SoundClick. Like <laughs> most of the OG producers know about SoundClick. Oh, That's yeah. how we were selling beats before all of this stuff. So um, one of the first artists I really started working with, like personally that me and him grew a relationship was Marco. Okay. Rockstar Marco. Okay. Yep. And I got to salute my boy every time because he, like, he, he just kept working with me. Like, and I felt like my sound wasn't ready, but he did. So we built that, we built up a sound and we just kept, we kept on working. And then that just led to me um, reaching out to other artists and I ended up getting to Jeezy. Okay. So Jeezy was one of the first like big artists on my beats and just like one of the first artists on my beats actually so i came out the gate that way and that's when i started taking music serious and um at that time man, i'm still learning how to be a producer <laughs> i'm still trying to figure out what's what i didn't know nothing what was that placement with jesus uh trump on really okay, back too yeah, yeah. yeah that's right so that shit like made waves and 
I took that and just kind of like say, yo, I'm gonna really like take my time and just learn how to do things and be a fly on the wall in a bunch of sessions. Yeah. And did you have the tag back then? I didn't. Okay. I didn't have the tag. Uh, no, I had the tag on the Jeezy record. I, I for sure did. But okay. before that, I didn't have the tag. I was still experimenting with it and trying to figure it out. And I didn't know what my tag was supposed to be. I just kind of like made one, you know what I'm saying? And it kind of stuck, like it, it really did. So I'm, I'm happy for that because I needed one. <laughs> You made it yourself? Is that your voice on there? No, it's not my voice. It was like this AT&T app. <laughs> like, I've always been on the internet, dog. Like, I'm, I've always been on the internet. So I, was, I found this AT&T app and I typed my name in it. Hmm. And I had to, like, go through different voices and everything like that. And, and I found one. And I had stole this headphone from school from my computer class. And I put it up to the, uh, to the, the speaker. Yeah. And I, and he just and I just played it, it. And I played it. And I played, like, four times. And then I took it, everybody know about Edison and FL. I took it to Edison, I just put it on there and bro, that's been the same tag. That yeah. the Easy to Producer tag been the same tag since when I since once I when I started. Did you ever think about changing it or adding a second one? I did. I mean I have a few and I've tried ones. I got tags from like a lot of uh, a lot of big artists and stuff like that, but something didn't feel right on it. Hmm. It was just like just use the one that I have because it got a meaning to it. Cause I like it was part of my journey of figuring out how to be a producer, yeah. and it just kind of stuck. So sometimes when I use a different tag, they'd be like, "Damn, what tag is that?" Like, no, nah, put the put the other one back. No, nah, they there. want it's the OG like, one. Yeah, at this point. <laughs> yeah. That thing's so, so legendary and stamped right now. It's like they don't crazy. have it. It's like, man, what is this, man? It's the real one. It's crazy, dog. <laughs> like, it's crazy. I've even heard people use it before. <laughs> like, oh, so, for real on their own beats? Yeah, it's been in like a kit or two, and I had to like see some decision <laughs> things like. You know, because it's, it's intellectual property. Yeah. So, yeah. So, at what point do you start coming down to Atlanta and networking and working with other artists? Hmm. I started coming down kind of like after high school, like after the Jeezy placement. Okay. Um, me and my manager and my business, he's my business partner as well. We just really started looking at this like, man, are we going to take this serious or are we going to play with it? So, I started after that. I, I found my way to scratch up some money. I was working at McDonald's at the time. Oh, wow. And I was scratching up some, some bread just to, you know what I'm saying, make sure that I got down to the A. And he helped me sell beats and stuff like that, too, because he, he wanted to see me win. So he was like, man, look, got somebody trying to cop some beats. That's your flight to Atlanta. We finna get here and move. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Move around. I stayed down here for like a week, a week or two, mm -hmm. and I didn't want to leave. <laughs> I did not want to leave, dog. Yeah, you like, saw the opportunities. You I saw did. like, man, I could really make a living down here doing and this. And it was just different from being where I'm from. Yeah. Like, I'm in a major city now, so it's like, you get to see skyscrapers and mm -hmm. phantoms and Porsches and people just 
having having their way for real. So I'm like, I ain't never seen nothing like it before. So I got infected with just the, the culture down here. And I'm like, I gotta be here. So I, I made it my duty to, to find my way down here. Uh, and who were some of the first artists here in Atlanta that you locked in, uh, you know, personally, like face to face? Um, it was Walker. Okay. Uh, 808 Mafia, Southside, um, Bankroll Fresh, 2 Chains. Uh, who else? A lot, a lot more, man. Uh, I could draw a blank every time because there's so many. Marco, uh, I met Bankroll when he was young, fresh, like early. Okay, we, yeah. was, we was probably somewhere we shouldn't have been, you know what I'm saying? In the <laughs> studio, just trying to get to it, like Quick Trip, uh, Travis Porter. Okay. Um, shit, man. It's DJ Spins. Just shit. A lot, of the, a lot of the Atlanta heavy hitters like embraced me. Sunny Digital. Like, so I, I was able to kind of start moving around and start working. Yeah. And um, who else that I wear? I work with Chip. Okay, shout out to Chip, Chip. Man. Yep. yep. Chip was fucking with me and wanted some beats and stuff too, so that gave me a fuel, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, I got people that, that believe in me and want to hear my beats. So that I just had to, I had to get here. Yeah, yeah you were on the, was it the Do Flock Rant 2 team? Yep, Do okay. Flock Rant, yep. Yeah. And I think it was one before that too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, for real? Okay. No, it was the one I did. I did a uh, DJ Scream project. We had the one with Walker on there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you get in the studio with Walker for these records, or was this something you were just sending over? Or? I got in the studio with Walker, and we did records, but those records wasn't the ones that came out. The ones uh, that came out was the one I just sent over the internet or I text to his phone. Okay. Yeah, like at that time, we was really just like sending stuff through the phone or sending an email real quick, and they putting them up ASAP. Like, I mean... <laughs> Just immediately, I, I I don't even know. I turn on the mixtape on, on online. I'm like, damn, I got beats on here, bro. Like, yeah, because the, the mixtapes is no paperwork or nothing. It's None just, of that. And None you're probably that. just happy to get the placements anyway. That's all it was for us back then. Like now it's streaming, but back then, like you know, we had to play the mixtape game. Yeah. And I feel like the producers that was playing the mixtape game during that time, right now, are staples. Oh, absolutely. We, we we took the most hits of like not getting paid and. Stand up in the studio, it's five of us fighting over the aux cord. And <laughs> yeah, man, like everybody know about hot beats and you sit in there, you sit on the wall and wait for the turn to get the aux cord because Mike Will playing beats or Metro playing beats or Southside and, or me. We all was in there hustling. Oh. Like, so it's, I'm even proud to see my peers the way they are. Like, yeah. It's amazing to, just to see that mixtape, what mixtapes have done for just our careers as producers. Yeah, it turned us into artists for real. Yeah, definitely launched so many careers off of that too. Man, too many, too many. So, so at what point do you meet Dolph, or how do you guys lock in at first? Me and my me and my manager was listening to him, and he had ended up being cool with his manager. Okay. And we were both like, man, shit, let's work because we was already listening to him, and I was building my sound, and I felt like I had a sound for him, and them two connected me and Dolph, and me and Dolph built our own relationship, oh. and we just we took off from there, like. I believed in everything he was doing. Like, he called me for beats at 3 a.m. 3 a.m. I'm sending beats. Like he know, I'm ten, Mr. Ten Beat a day, shouty. Like I'm making ten beats a day at that time. Oh, shit. So me and Dolph just like immediately locked in, and he would hit me, and I just would keep pushing the sound. I'm like, man, if this one artist won't beats from me, I'm finna cook up every day. So at least I got my sound right, or well, I don't sound like I'm trying. Yeah. And then we we created what we created. Nah, y'all got so many classics, man. Man, there's so many just sitting in the vault, too, though. Oh, for real. I can only imagine, because I know how much he was recording. It was ridiculous. It makes sense. 
Like, <laughs> you only bump into an artist like that a couple of times, man, and the ones that do are the biggest in the world. Like, when they just hear a beat and it instantly clicks and they go in there and record and the song is done within 30 minutes and they don't even want to hear it no more. They don't even want to hear it no more. They're on, on to the next. On to the next one. That's how they work. Yeah. They don't even let you play 10 seconds of the beat. I'm telling you. <laughs> I've never went through my beats in the studio with Dolph and just like had to click, keep clicking. Really? I never had to. Huh. It's always, hey, hey bro, put, load that one up. Or, hey, put all those to the side. And then once he done doing what he doing, he pulling all those up and going to record on them or do whatever he going to do with them. And it turned into what it turned into. And I just be like, damn, bro, that's crazy. I just made that last night. <laughs> Did you ever get to cook up like in the studio with him or was he just wanted you to have the beats already ready? He wanted me to have the beats already. Like I never, we never got the chance to sit down and just cook up because, you know, most rappers just feel like, like it's the time and it's the, they want to get straight to it. Like they just want to rap. And I'm sure he was down for that, but I felt like I can, I'm cooking up all the time so I can cut the curve and cut the time and get more placements and more beats to him and just create more sounds if I just had beats ready. So I would have loved to just cook up with him though and just cook something from scratch because yeah. he had a cre- he had a crazy mind, a crazy mind. Uh, do you have a personal favorite song that you guys did? Mine might be at the house or, there's so many different ones, man. Man, there's so many, bro. Like at the house is definitely one of my favorites because that was one of the ones that went on uh, TV and my family got to see it. Oh yeah, but okay. I think my favorite right now gotta be on the river with Wiz. Yeah, y'all just got the plaque for that one. Because it was like, that's, I made a sound that ain't never been heard before. Like I've never heard the, the way that beat sounds, I just never heard it done before. It could be, I could be wrong. Like I know, you know, producers be listening to a bunch of stuff too, but I felt like, you know, during that time, that was that time when he called me four in the morning. Hey bro, like I'm talking about he lit. Like, hey bro, like look, I'm finna go crazy. I'm finna do this. And when he say that, he finna do something crazy. So me, my phone always on, so I'm, I'm up. Four o'clock in the morning. What's up, bro? Hey, bro, send me, send me, woo, woo, and that's how we did gelato. Oh wow! And on the river got to be one of my favorite ones because, like, I grew up watching Wiz. Like, I got influenced by watching Wiz in the music industry. Like, I wanted to. I felt like his career just was so organic, and like I grew up watching him. And then to see Dolph and start building with Dolph, and they both get on a record, and that's the one that go gold yeah. on his way to platinum. I'm like, damn, like. I remember making the beat. I didn't take that long to make the beat. I just was playing with stuff. And it just turned out like that. So that gotta be my favorite record right now. Just, just off of just the strength of that. Did you think Dolph would jump on that one considering it was a little different? I didn't know, man. Like you would never know what he gonna jump on. Huh. Like you just don't know. You could just, he the type of person, he just wants you to send some stuff that's like, for him, like you don't send no, Katy Perry type beat, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You send him something street, you send him whatever, and he gonna eat if he like it, you know? So it's like, he ain't never had to call me and be like, I want something like this, or I want something like that. He's like, man, just send me that new shit. Yeah. And that new shit would be, you know, we'll go on the project. Uh, so what's your reaction when you learn Wiz jumps on it then? Man, you know what's crazy is I didn't know until the project came out. Oh, for real? I didn't know. I didn't know I had the first like four songs. Oh, I didn't know none of that. He just said he was about to do something crazy. He's like, bro, I'm finna turn up, bro. I'm finna go crazy. And he did. And when I, when I seen it, I didn't even know how many I had on the project. Like, he kind of just surprised me with it. And I was like, damn, that's, that's wild. I was listening to the project that for like two months straight. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, bro, that's all me. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. 
And on the river, th this went viral on TikTok like years later, right? Man, that one and Meech, like yeah. both of them went viral like years later. And that just shows you like the music just don't get old. So when I was watching it go viral, I'm just like, bro, this came out of nowhere. Like yeah. I had people sending, sending it to me. They was doing it on cars. They was doing it with, little, with their families and everything. I'm like, damn, like this is my sound. And I created, I'm, I'm, I'm part of this. So just to have something out in the world that's living without you having to do something to it is amazing. Yeah. Now, did you and Dolph ever talk about like uh, him signing you the paper route? Yeah, we talked about it. We never just had the, you know, the last, we never had the, the final conversations, but he knew my standpoint. Like he looked at me like a boss. He didn't look at me like, mm -hmm. like, oh, LeBron, I just want to sign you. Like, nah, he just, he was always like, even if this shit don't work, man, like, you got it, bro. Like, I believe in you. Like, just keep going. Just don't ever stop. Be like, do that for me. Don't ever stop. Yeah. So we always, you know, touched on things, but he looked at me like a boss because I, you know, we would have, sit and have conversations. There's a bunch of things that, like with Dolph that I feel like just was personal, you know, like a lot of things not on camera. Yeah. And uh, we had a bunch of conversations about, we had a bunch that we relate to. Like, we had a bunch of common. And um, he looked at me like a boss because he heard my vision. Like, he heard just how I look at things and how. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get my people with where we need to go. So he was like, you know, we would talk about it, but we never just got to the finish line on it. Gotcha. So either, either it was a partnership or, or whatever, we yeah. just never got to the end of it. Now you mentioned being a lot of unreleased music you guys did. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. You think it'll ever see the light? I believe so. And if it don't, I don't, I don't care. Like, I feel like it's art, man. Like, I'm sure it's Basquiat photos, I mean, paintings out here that we, don't, we never seen because it's so special. So some art I'm gonna just be able to sit and listen to and show to my kids or show down the line and other producers and inspire them. Cause sometimes, you know, we want this stuff to come out, but you gotta also realize you like creating with someone something that never existed mm -hmm. and now it exists it's like you got to cherish it because it could be very valuable one day in which those songs are valuable everybody that you know has transition yeah and they got catalogs like it's very valuable because the fans want to hear it and sometimes the fans don't even need it because it's like they're gonna want more of it it's infectious you know so some music you know i, I understand why i to keep in the vault or it's just not ready like some some songs people don't want out like i got songs that you know, with artists that I, I've never gotten a placement with that haven't came out and it's like they want to hold on to it. It's either it's not ready for right now or it's just like, you know, whatever their vision is. So you just got to be able to, you know, put your ego to the side and not want it out. I mean, not even not want it out, but you got to put your ego to the side and allow it to be art. Yeah. That's how I feel personally. Understood, man. How will you always remember Dolph then? Hey, <laughs> like, I'm always remember him just for being a stand-up guy. You know what I'm saying? Solid. That's how I'm gonna remember him. Like, smile on his face. You know what I'm saying? He just Dolph. Like, when you see Dolph, you know that's Dolph. Same nigga when you see him. Like, he ain't gonna never change up. He rock with you. He rock with you. Which is what it is. So I'm always remember him as just like a boss figure, a big brother figure. You know, cause he ain't never. He don't do the small talk. So he gonna always like give you some gems if if you around him. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna remember him in a good light. 
Nah, for real. Long live Dolph. Man. Long live Flipper. Yes, sir, man. Um, yep. You and Dave's Loaf, man. How did that connection come about? Man, through blah, blah, blah with Rich Homie Quan. She was on the remix. Okay, that's right. I forgot about yep. that. And she came through the studio and we connected and it just was instantaneous, dog. Like, as soon as we linked up, like, we just caught a vibe. And she just started working on my beats, and it was early, like it was right out the try me. It was yeah. early, so we was building the sound, and we just was kicking it like homies, like you huh. feel me, like just chopping it up, really getting to know each other, and that's how we built the sound that we built just through creating. Like we didn't even force it, we didn't try nothing like that. We just would go in there and cook up. Yeah, and like man, her got we created sound too, you know. Dage is, Dage one of them ones, for sure. Oh, yeah. And I salute Dage, because she one of the realest, too. Hmm. I got to say that, like, Dage one of the realest, for sure. Nah, that's hard right there. Um, so you were rich homie, y'all had a lot of, man, a lot of hits, too. We got more hits just sitting. Like, if I played you the stuff that was sitting, you'd be like, oh my God. And Quan is another one, like, he's not real, bro. Like, he's not real. Sometimes, I, I, like, when I used to be in the studio with him, he wouldn't let you play three seconds of a beat. Like, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Like, I would play a beat and he'll come and tap the space bar and be like, I don't wanna hear it no more. <laughs> Load the key up, put your headphones on, and I'm gonna go in, and it's that. Like, he don't wanna hear no more of the beat. And me and Quan would just knock out songs, back to back, to back to back, to back to back. Like, he don't take long at all. Yeah. Like, he's a unicorn, bro. Like, it's not real. Like, it's some shit you've never seen before. And the way he creates songs. So, man, we got so much heat, and we built the sound as well. Oh, yeah. Just organically. Yeah, and blah, blah, blah. That's another one that goes viral on TikTok years later, man. Years later, dog. Like, 10 years later, it goes viral. And it, I think it, like, helped catapult his second run. Uh-huh. You know? And it's just beautiful to see that. Like, it's beautiful just to see something you create from out of nowhere come to life and change people's lives or like a lot of people can relate that song to a time in their life mm-hmm. like college every time I talk to somebody like man I remember that song when I was in college we was bumping blah 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 all the time and I'm like bro you don't even know how I made that beat bro <laughs> I made that shit on a futon like on with, a no, futon, with no speakers you know what I'm saying no speakers no headphones I made it with the computer speakers just like oh wow just cooking up just trying to Use my tool and shopping my shopping my tools, yeah. and it, it happened to be that. And now it's getting introduced like to a whole new generation. Here, ten years later, yeah. Like you said. Even the remix, I got to work with some of my favorite artists on the remix. And who, I was, who else was on the remix? Ty Dolla Sign, okay. Fabulous, and Dage Loaf. And I was able to like go in there and structure the record. Like I had to really take it apart because it was a couple of versions that we had that we didn't we didn't like. Hmm. So I was actually a. a uh, instrumental part of the remix coming out and placing things and you know really mixing and mastering it. and it it gave me you know more insight on just being a producer actual like producer not just a beat maker going yeah. in there and just like you know playing some beats I was sitting there mixing <laughs> me and Evan we sitting there mixing they turn this down pull this up move that over and to see the record come out and do that um, and then affect people 10 years later is amazing yeah. like I just thank God for it now, do you prefer to be hands-on with uh, the artist then? Like- I do. I prefer to be hands-on because I feel like, you know, I'm helping the artist, like, see their vision as well as see my vision. Because I, ch- I don't have no ego when I go in the studio. So if you tell me you don't like my beat, I'm just going to go to the next one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So 
that's how I like to be with the artist. Like if he tell me he want to change something, okay, cool, let's change it. Cause like you see something, you see something that I don't see. Or I might tell him like, hey, let's turn this ad lib down and do that. And he'd be like, okay, cool. Like, let's do it. So I, I always want to be hands on. But even if I'm not hands on, it's cool. Because some of my job is done by making the beat. Yeah. Like I might add a drop here, drop there, but I do it in the beat too. So, but I respect the engineers too, because they call me and want my input on things. Like the engineers that I work with, they have always called me and say, Easy, do you want me to do this? You want me to do that? And they just respectful of the craft. And just like I respect their craft. Yeah. Like I tell them, like, bro, man, make, make it sound how you want to sound. Just make, just don't take the feeling away from it. And it, it always come out how it need to be. Yeah, I always say engineers are so undervalued right now. Man, man it's always, ridiculous. always. <clears throat> and that's why I try to make sure like, when I am in the studio, I'm showing love to the engineer. Like, bro, you, you a vital part of this. Like, you a producer as well, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a certain type of capacity. So I just try to always make sure I show the same respect to the engineer as well as the producer and the artist. Like, we all equal, you know, because if it ain't nobody sitting there pressing them buttons and, and engineering. Nothing getting and, recorded, man. <laughs> like, you taking care of my sound, so I have to take care of my engineer. Like, take care of your engineers. Absolutely, have to. Man. You got the placement on street lottery too, man. How'd that come Yeah, down? man, through Scooter. Um, man, my business partner, man, he was always like around uh, just different people and stuff like that. And he seen Scooter early and he, he put me on. Like he always, we always been the guys that want to work with the next, who's up next. Mm -hmm. And we didn't care about the cloud or the numbers or nothing like that. Like we believed and he just put me on Scooter. Like he was like, bro, he finna be out of here. And he, he was like, oh, yeah. Street Lottery is a classic. It's a man. classic, bro. Like it's one of the best mixtapes that came out during that time. Absolutely. Like, countdown and everything. Like <laughs> Scooter was going crazy, still going crazy, but yeah. it was a, like Street Lottery was going to forever be a mixtape classic. And I'm just happy to have a, I'm happy to have one on there. <laughs> nah, absolutely. The single actually. Yeah. So. Oh, I know you worked with Chief Keith a couple times too, man. Man, man, Chief Key. A lot of a lot of the songs that we did finally starting to leak. <laughs> Cause we I feel like a lot of his music leaks, so that's not yeah. surprising at all. But it, it's good though. Like I feel the world need to hear it if we ain't gonna, you know, do nothing with it. But like I said, I was on Keith early too. I'm like immediately, I was in college when that happened. Oh really? I made both of them beats. Uh, now it's over and close that door. I made those in my dorm room. I almost got kicked out of school for that. <laughs> I almost got kicked out you of had school. Too loud or? Yeah, like I wasn't supposed to be playing music that loud on the flow. Like I used to have people, the, a, uh, the RAs come and bang on the door, like turn that down and security guards come in and tell me to turn it down. They're going to kick me out of school. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever, I'm finna leave anyways. So I won't ever tripping. But like I made some I made some very important beats during that time. And like they want the best mix to nothing like that. But that's what he wanted. Yeah. And he I was that like, raw, he that wanted raw that. Sound, and man. I was like, man, I want to go back and mix them. I don't do that. He was like, nah, leave it how it is. I like it just how it is. I'm like, all right, bet. So I used to like once the uh, Now It's Over came out, I walked out my dorm room at Virginia State and I walked outside. I just sat on the thing and I, I felt like I was going through it because I didn't know what was next. And I had one of the. Uh, it was somebody that drove through and I heard it playing. It's my first time hearing it. I heard somebody playing in the car. I'm like, bro, I just made that beat. Like, hold up. <laughs> Top of world star, bro, 12 million one day. Oh, wow. I'm sitting on college, I'm broke. <laughs> I'm sitting on campus and I'm starting to hear every car pass by. 
playing Now It's Over. And I'm just like, oh shit, it's real. <laughs> and I called, I called my manager and I told him, I was like, bruh, I'm like, school ain't it. I'm like, yeah, I got a 3-2 right now. GPA, I ain't school easy. But I'm like, but bro, this ain't When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Ain't it? Like my, my heart ain't in this. I'm finna dip. He was like, "Hey, bro, like, let's go." It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Cause I was only going to school for Granny and the family. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I really ain't had no passion for school, but school has always been easy for me. I felt like m life was more challenging. It was more fun to like go through those life challenges. School was just too easy. Like, I, I always had A's and B's and always on honor roll. Like, I ain't never been a stupid kid. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I stayed on honor roll, dean's list, not dean's list, but like the school top list. I graduated 95 out of 490 some students. You know, so it's like, I just knew that doing something with art was with my passion. So yeah. music you don't just happened. school for that, yeah. I ain't had to do that. And once I told Granny, like, the good thing about my family is they, when, I'm, when I feel some type of way about something, they agree with me and they be like, all right, I'm gonna just let you do your thing. So I told Granny, I'm like, hey, look, I got some of the biggest records on the internet right now. I ain't getting paid for them because it's on mixtapes, but I'm blowing up right now and I'm finna move. And that's when I just packed up all my stuff. I ain't even go to like the Dean's office and you know, do the papers of release. You didn't even drop out, you just I ain't even drop out, bro, I just left. <laughs> I just Probably left. Probably the best decision he made though. Best decision I ever made. I'm trying to tell you, if I would have stayed there, dog, I, I probably, y'all probably wouldn't know me. Yeah, no, that's real shit, man. Yeah, man. Uh, a few years ago, you pop out as an artist yourself. Mm -hmm. Was that something that took a while for you to to do, or was that something that just happened and you were like, all right, I'm releasing music now? It took a while for me to do because it was like the confidence of it until I started because I was writing. I was doing a lot of writing for you know, <laughs> just references and stuff like that and. I was in the studio and people would walk by to my room or come in my room and be like, damn, who is that? And I was like, that's me. He was like, bro, that's your voice? I'm like, yeah, that's me. He's like, man, you gotta like stop playing. Like, what you doing? And I, I've always had this quote that I live by. It's like, as long as I got one person to believe in me outside of myself, I'm destined to win. So once somebody said that, I took it serious and I just started releasing music, but it's also about controlling my own destiny. I don't like putting my life in another man's hands. Yeah. I like to be able to say, you know, if I didn't do something, I didn't do it versus blaming somebody else because at the end of the day, it's your fault. So that's how I felt about putting out my own music. It's like, that's just me placing my bets on myself. Mm -hmm. Like everybody ain't got to bet on me. I'm, I'm fine with you betting against me, yeah. but I know I'm a win regardless because I'm connected to the source. So I know I'm a win. And it's been this way throughout my whole music career. I walk on faith. Yeah. I don't pay attention to what nobody else got going on. Like I'll try to stay around the who's who's and treat it like high school. It's like, nah, I see the vision and I, I'm gonna walk on this path right here. So whoever's in alignment with what I got going on, we gonna win too. Cause I'm gonna make sure that I'm taking you where I'm going. Do you think you caught people off guard when you started dropping music? Like, oh, For he sure. rapping that too? For sure, but it's always that, oh, it's rapping too. Like, oh, he rapping too. Like, yeah, I'm rapping too. 
And I'm singing too. And I'm writing too, because I done had a bunch of records that I done wrote on for some of your favorite artists you don't know I'm on. But I got the paperwork. <laughs> I got the paperwork. Like, it's in black and white, so, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's like we had Sonny up here a few years ago, and he talked about like that stigma when a producer starts releasing music compared like, say, J. Cole, he starts making beats, everyone blows, blows their mind. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God, J. Cole can make beats too? But when a producer comes out making, you know, dropping music, it's like, man, stick to making beats. Like, this should just be fucked up, you know? Yeah, but it's like, that's, that's just what people say. So what? Like, did it stop Sonny Digital? Nope. nope. He on tour. He, he, he with Atlantic, he doing his thing, like he popping, you feel me? Yeah. As a rapper and a producer. He ain't stay, he ain't believe in what people said about him. Like, Dr. Dre came out with the, the Chronic is one of the best albums that ever come out. That's Dr. Yes, Dre sir. album, rapping. Mm -hmm. Dr. Dre is on some of the best, like, he's one of the best rappers during that time. Nobody fucking with Dre Flow. Look at Pharrell. You gonna tell Pharrell no? You gonna tell Pharrell oh, why you rapping? Or you gonna tell Diddy why you rapping? Mm -hmm. Producers always rap. You tell DJ Quick that? <laughs> no, you ain't. Because no, he gonna come in and wrap a circle around you. Some of these producers can wrap circles around oh, you, yeah. artists. And, and that's I'm, the thing, it's like the fans don't even give them a chance. Like, yeah. they just stick to making beats, and I'm like, man, y'all crazy. But it's not about the fans, man. Like, it is, like, we, we give them the final product, and then they do what they want to do with it, because it's subjective. But when it come down to creating, it's not them. Like, when we're in that studio together, it's not them. We creating the product to give y'all something to comment on. And all comments are welcome. It's just like you gotta, if you step out there as an artist or you step out and wanna be in front of these cameras, you gotta be able to be okay with criticism. I'm okay with it. Because what another man say don't affect where I'm finna sleep tonight. Like, you said you don't like it, so somebody will like it. Yeah, it's not for everyone. It's not. Yeah. And I think now as people getting too involved in like the numbers of it, it's like, for what? Like, it only take one song to change your life. And I'm a witness to that just by the songs I produce. So imagine if I had one that I wrote, recorded, and produced. Hmm. It's like playing a lottery, bro. Like, I got more chances to win on myself. Nah, for real. So I tell all artists and producers, like, if, if don't limit yourself. I don't, I'm just not, I'm not the type of person that wanted a box around me. Don't put no box on me and tell me what I can't do. Because everybody at one time was like, okay, all you make is trap beats until I played you know, R&B beat. Like, oh, you, you making guitar beats and da 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 Okay, that's cool, I gave it to Rich Homie. Now, now that's I Fuck With You Girl. One of the first, I, at that time, I was making guitar beats a long time ago, like, before it became just a wave. Man, you know how many times people told me don't play them beats, them pain beats? Nah, but don't play that, give me something like Zay told. And I salute Zay, like, Zay one of my inspirations. But I got told that so many times. You know, and it's like, it was a good thing. Cause they was basically saying like, man, give me something like this. Give me something like that. And I'm like, okay, I can give you something, but I'm not him. I'm gonna give you Izzy. And it's just up to you at that point to take it and run with it or not, you know? And they ran with it. Yeah, I always say it's tough being a trendsetter. It is. Like man. everyone wants you to go one way. It's like, but you're only gonna stand out if you go the other way. Yeah, cause you gotta take the flack from it. Like, you got to take all the beatings. Like, look at Allen Iverson. He took all the beatings for the tattoos and the braids and the this and the hip-hop. Well, he brought hip-hop in the NBA and made it what it is, you know? And he took the hits for that. But now it's, it's the culture. Oh, yeah. Now so everyone's rocking that. Yeah, so if you're going to be a trendsetter, man, you got to deal with people 
just throwing stones at you. And that's cool. Just take them stones and build a house. Yeah. It's like they just don't understand it. They don't see the mm -hmm. vision. That's what it is as a creative and a, and a visionary. Like, not, the vision ain't for everybody. Mm -hmm. They'll see it once you're done with the picture, though. That's how it always works. Oh, yeah. We didn't know Michael Jordan was going to be Michael Jordan before he was. You couldn't see the future. But he had that vision. And now, greatest player to ever play basketball. So, you know, that's how, that's how I just look at things. Yeah. Nah, I fuck with that, man. Uh, talk about Play It Cool, man. Play It Cool, man. I love that record, dog. Like, it's shout out to I'm Sue. Like, that's just one of the records I just got on there and just did my thing. Like, I made the beat, and I just hopped up there, and I started rapping. I just speak from the heart, you know? Like, I try to put, I try to just express myself through everything. Like, even what I'm going through or whatever. Like, I just be recording, and I'm, I'm always just creating. And then I sent the record to Sue, because I'm like, damn, man, like, Sue's so multi-talented, like he can, he can rap with you, you know what I'm saying? He can sing with you, and he can melodic, do the melodics with you. And I sent him the record, man, and he was just like, bro, this is fire. Man, he sent it back, I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> and he hit me with the green light, he was like, bro, this shit is fire. I was like, bet. And I put it out, and it's like, it got a good response, man. Like, I'm just happy to, I'm happy to be able to, to do things like that. Just that, that in itself is the freedom for me. Yeah. To be able to like call up an artist and send them a record, and they send you a verse, and, and we put it out together, and we all eat off of it. That's the greatest feeling ever, not having to go through all these hoops to do something. Mm -hmm. So you know, when you create your own records, man, it's, it's like it's a breath of fresh air for sure, for sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy to be able to release records like that and just show my diversity as an artist and as a producer, because I mixed and mastered the whole thing. Well, no, I didn't master it. My partner mastered it, but uh, I mixed it and I made the beat. Yeah. So. So should fans expect an album from you this year? I wouldn't say an album. I mean, I would like to put out a, another project because I feel like a lot of the music that I have is like cohesive. But I definitely get calls all the time. Like, man, when you putting this record out, like what you doing? I know you're sitting on about 100 plus 200 songs. I'm like. Yeah, but like that's just that balance of being an artist and a producer because sometimes I give songs to people and they use whatever they want from it or I give beats to people that I done wrote to and you know it comes that balance of trying to figure out like okay am I just going to do this or am I going to do that so this year I might put out a project I don't, I don't know it's just about you know what me and my team decide to do because I'm still active as a producer and working with you know a lot of hot new young artists yeah. so I, I keep my ear to the streets but also making myself you know, uh, put myself in the same position, so. Understood, man. Yeah, you, uh, you just had the placement on uh, Paper Out Woo and Snoop Dance. Uh, Love that, that record. Shit hard, that shit is crazy, man. One of them beats where I just tried something different, sent it to him, and it's crazy because the name of the beat was called Hot Wheels. Oh, for And him. he said that in the record. <laughs> so I was like, damn, like, so when they put it out, I was like, man, this shit, it, they gotta have a hard video. Next thing you know, they put out a hard video. Cause I love working with the new artists. Like I love working with new talent. You get way bigger O's and wow's and you know what I'm saying? It's like you take an artist that, you, you create a sound with them and they just a fresh artist, no matter how many followers they got, but like they building up their catalog. That's the, be that's the most fun being a producer. Seeing something start from the bottom and working all the way up. Yeah. I'm sure it's the most rewarding too. It's like, yeah. you know, get to work with them from the bottom floor and then they blow up. It's like, oh yeah. Yeah, for Play sure. Play the hand in this shit, man. Yeah, I, I just, I've always been like influenced by Memphis. 
So like I always like to work with a bunch of Memphis artists and stuff like, and they always gravitate towards me for some reason. I don't know, it could be the sound, it could be just me or whatever I do, but like they just gravitate towards me and hit me up and I just send them beats and we work and we get shit done. I like to get shit done. So who are some of the other new artists you've been working with that you're excited about? Man, I don't even want to say. It's a lot of them. I don't even want to say, you know, because like I've always had this thing to where I'm, I'm, I'm working with the new artists and then here come the door. Here come, the, here come everybody, which is cool. <laughs> but I'm just like, no, I'm going to get mine off first. I'm going to get mine first. You feel me? And then um, I just like a lot of the new energy that's coming out right now, dog. Like I, I love Snoop Bands and the music and Paper Route Woo. Still working closely with them. Um, working with a lot of new writers, R&B writers. Okay. And um, I've been fucking around with a bunch of Florida artists. Hmm. So just, just be on the lookout. Like all I can say is be on the lookout because I don't want to give away too much too soon and be like, you know, I'm working with XYZ. You should go work with them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see if, they, if people got their ear to the street, they know who hot. Okay. They know who hot, and they know I, and they know me and my team. We keep our ear to the street, so we stay we stay in the know how. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what's some other business ventures you got yourself uh, into outside of music? Man, some everything. Man, I just I do stocks and everything like that, and then I own a couple businesses and moving things around and just having other business ventures going on. Like I, like I said, I never like to be in a box, so I've always been a hustler, and I, you know. I always see myself doing something bigger than just one thing. Like I'm, you know, they always like to say, "Oh, uh, you know, you know, you do a lot of things. You ain't a master of nothing." It's like, well, nah, because I do the same things every day, all of them. You know, so it's like I'm always diving into some real estate, um, cars, or you know, uh, clothes. I've been making clothes for forever. Okay. I'm, I've been making clothes since I was a kid. Um, I've always been into fashion, so I've been doing a, like, a lot of fashion shoots. And I've been doing a lot of brand, brand deals and working with a bunch of independent brands as well as corporate 500 brands, doing modeling and uh, creative direction and uh, photo shoots and stuff like that. So I use all my tools just to my advantage, like shooting the camera and things like that. I built a sunglass line okay. that did some numbers you know, last summer. And, um, I'm just, I'm just a hustler, bro. Whatever I feel like I want to get into, I, I dive into it and regret whatever come with it later. <laughs> Understood, man. Yeah, like I don't, like, I don't like to be just tied to, oh, you just produce, oh, you do music. Like sometimes that shit boring. Mm-hmm. I like some excitement. Like, <laughs> like, I like new be, challenges. I yeah, mean, like I, I love a new challenge. So I love <laughs> being able to go and say, okay, let's go build a studio. Well, man, they be like, well, man, that costs money. Life costs money. So, okay, this can make money. So what we doing? And I find people that want to do things. I'm all into joint ventures and things like that. So I'm, I'm always, I always got my hands in something. I'm always working on something. So, yeah. Can you share some advice to some, uh, you know, some producers trying to get their foot in the door right now? Stay down till you come up. Sleep on floors and couches and don't and follow your own journey and keep grinding. Don't let nobody like take you off your path. And always look at trying to like expand yourself, like. You gotta grow in other areas. Like you, if you ain't growing, you dying. So just make sure you're growing. Whether that's learning how to make R&B beats, learning how to make drill beats. Like make as much as you can to have in your toolbox. So when it's time to get in the studio and somebody wants something like that, you already got it. So I would just say like, and know the business. This shit, ten percent music, ninety percent business. Really? 
real shit. Like, if you want the 90% music and 10% business, just go do music somewhere else and just, like, chill. And have your own shit going on. Your own business is going on. So you can take the power out of other people's hands. But I will also just tell, like, producers to stay down. Find you a team. Don't be jumping from click to click. Believe in your people. You know what I'm saying? Don't be a hoe. Don't be out here complaining. You know what I'm saying? Don't be in a session taking pictures too much and doing things the wrong way. Watch how you talk to people. Respect the engineer. Respect everybody that you come across. Because, I mean, you'll never know why you going up or you going down. Somebody going up and down, they're going to see you. Mm -hmm. So you just make sure you move with integrity. And believe in yourself. Like, man, you only need one person to believe in yourself. You only need one actual person to believe in you, and that's you. But if you got somebody else, bro, you got all you need. Because somebody else plus your belief is crazy. That's the mastermind. Yep. Two brains better than one. Solid words right there, man. For sure. All right, Daisy, you got a shout-out you'd like to get before you wrap it up here, man? Man, shout-out to the world. <laughs> For real, man. Shout-out to just everybody back home in 7-5. Shout-out to Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Shout-out to everybody that's working. Shout-out to all the producers, the engineers, the creators, the people that don't get their name put in the credits. Shout-out to the people behind the camera. Shout-out to the people and the playmakers that make things happen. You know what I'm saying? The people that's hustling and bustling to make your favorite artist who they are. Like, can't, you can't forget the trash man. Sometimes the trash man a millionaire, you don't know it. You know what I'm saying? So salute to everybody that's just grinding, man. Like, I, I just like seeing people win. I ain't never, ain't never been no hate in my blood, you know? That's why I'm always smiling, because I just like to see people win. So when you, because it's like, if I see you winning, I feel like I'm winning. And it doesn't stop your shine anyway. That's all I be saying is like, me shining light on your light don't, you know, don't yeah. stop my light from shining. We just make a bigger light. <laughs> That's all it is, dog. Like, get the hate out your blood, man. It ain't good for you. It's bad for your skin. See how my skin all clear and shit? That's that hate-free skin. Got to have it like that. A certain type of aura about yourself, man, when you, you ain't got no hate in your blood. And another thing I say to producers, too, stop watching everybody's journey. Because everybody's journey ain't yours. Your journey gonna happen exactly how it's supposed to happen if you putting in, if you meeting God halfway. But if you just sitting back hoping something is gonna happen, it ain't gonna work for you because you ain't meeting God halfway. So just believe in yourself, man. Keep grinding, focus on your journey. And shit, I wanna see people win. Make the music industry a better place. Yeah. So. Just sleeping on me, I just let her snooze. Ain't worried about you niggas, I was never in